You know, every time I... Uh, every time Parker and Matt derail a conversation, no, no. an angel touches someone. <laughs> Dick chilling all And I'm like, how does that... That always happens. And I think they say it's because it's like gets shopped around and then some one person accepts the script and another person reads it and goes, we could just make this. And then they get it done quickly enough and then it gets to production it's quicker. Same, it's the same way that... Um it's the same way, not, not that they were really huge films, but um, it's the same way that Big Trouble in Little China came out at the same exact time as The Golden Child. Oh, which are basically really? like, like I didn't know that same was, they were general. Close. Yeah, yeah, they came out the same summer, S- and it was same, literally like, weird, kind of like Asian influenced. Yeah, like, you're yeah. like, what is happening? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's just how it is. Where they, you know, exactly what you said. They they, they shop a script around, and somebody says, "Well, we can make this." Yeah. And then well, yeah, and also, uh, what was it? Armageddon and Deep Impact were out the, the same exact time. same time. Yep. Like they were, I think they might have been in theater at the same time. You had, vo- you had Volcano and Dante's, <laughs> Dante's Peak. Peak. Yeah, that's right. At the that same was, time. Yeah, that was like within the same three or four months. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just it's just how it is. Where somebody goes, "Hey, we got we got blank. Let's do blank." Oh, you got like Lego Movie and like I Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 Both super quality films. Hi, incredibly. <laughs> and both the uh, no, nobody films. nobody yeah. thought they was going to be that big. No. You know? Nobody no. thought nobody nobody thought. Well, I thought Lego Movie was going to be awesome, yeah. but when I saw I Frankenstein, I was skeptical. <laughs> but then I saw it and I was like, let's uh, let's get into some details, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Explain well, one details. single detail. <laughs> Have you seen iRobot? I, I unfortunately This is a have. spiritual Wait, cool. okay, so iRobot is like a horrible, like, horribly based on an amazing barely story. Based uh, yeah. barely, barely, barely based on a story. Barely and horribly based. Right. iFrankenstein is to iRobot, like, it's <laughs> right. it's based on iRobot the way iRobot is based on the original. So, yep. so yep. it's like even that much Yep. Both, my, my both th- caused the original authors to roll <laughs> so many times yep, in their graves yep. that it actually created a vortex. <laughs> well, no, that's the original then, uh, perpetual motion, right. like cold fu- Like we got, we got, and that's how yeah. the atomic bomb was born. <laughs> that's how. That's how they got the uh, large hydron collider. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. It that's was how they made. got that thing going. Is no, Mary Shelley and Isaac Asimov rolling, rolling so many in times graves. in their graves that we found uh, the God particle? Yeah, we found the <laughs> Pretty <on>. sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Crappy movies. My my fit now. We'll see. iRobot isn't terrible. It's but not again, good. That that's one of those ones where it's like I wish they would have just used a different name. Yeah, if they would have said like Robot I, Adventure starring Will Smith, I'd be like, All like right. and, Will, and Smith's Will Smith's robot. really like that because I, I am Legend. Call it something else. I'm all on board. Yeah, you call it I am Legend. I'm like, you didn't even do what the name is. is. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even do that. My favorite yeah. thing, my favorite thing about iRobot, the movie, is um, in, in the opening credits, they could not put based on iRobot because uh, Isaac Asimov's right. uh, family wouldn't allow him. It had to say inspired by. <laughs> it's like one of those 
soundtracks that comes out after a movie that clearly doesn't have any music in it. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> check out music, all these pop songs. Music inspired. By <laughs> but then my, my favorite thing about the uh, book, the, the, the copy of iRobot that I have, I bought um, the movie copy with Will Smith on the cover. Right. And it says, iRobot. One man saw it coming. And after I read it, I said, saw what coming? <laughs> this is a collection of short stories about, you know, robots and how they inter- interact but with man and how they can't be, like... Because you bought that copy, you now get to make every character in the book Will Smith. Right. Which is great. Oh. That's the other... Yeah, I guess. But, but, like, I w- but I think it's funny. One man saw it coming. There's not... First off, there's no. only one main character in the book, and it's a woman... <laughs> Her name is Susan Calvin, I think. Right, and, it, and it's sort of like a main character in that this is what connects these stories exactly. together. Exactly. Like, She's being interviewed, and she goes... Right, it's, it's World it, War Z, and then it's like the narrator really isn't in World War Z. He's not a character. I was going to say he it's like the, like the illustrated man. Right. Where it's like... Exactly. The, it's the like, main character isn't even in the story, no. really. Is there He's no illustrated man a, movie? Uh, probably. Yeah, there is. It's from like the 80s or that 90s. Has oh, that's that right. Has yeah. to Today is so the day dumb. sampled it. I forgot about that. That has to be so dumb. I, I don't know. They sh- used to show it in the one um, English class. It's, it's like a collection of Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's how. They as long as it's together. actually a collection yeah, of stories. Yeah, it's actually a collection of short stories. Yeah. So if they actually did it right, unlike what they would do right. today, <laughs> which is just like, all right, let's do the Illustrated Man. Uh, so, uh, all right. <laughs> we got a... Uh, oh, it's uh, actually we got Tommy Lee Jones. What? It's actually 1969. Wow. Jeez. But yeah, it's just like it's basically just a bunch of a collection of stories. Yeah. So it's gonna star Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yep. And he's gonna be a man on the run. Heavily, we're gonna paint a lot of tattoos on him. And then first scene, he get, he gets in like a gunfight, and there's like this weird thing that happens in space. And then and at some point, Halle Berry joins him, and she's like, "Oh man, where do you get all those tattoos?" And he's like, "I'll tell you, sweetheart." Okay. And then. The whole movie's and in flashback the, and then of how he got the tattoos. And then Frankenstein, up. and then there's Aaron robots in. And, and, and aliens. And we're going oh. to call it I... The Illustrated Man. No, we're going to call it I, comma, Illustrated Man. <laughs> I, hey, hey, guys, guys, I, I, think, I think my phone's ringing. I, I think it's Hollywood. Call it <laughs> and get this idea made. This is perfect. Oh, it's the best. And then Ray Bradbury... Also creates another vortex <laughs> in his grave. <laughs> Wait, I don't think he's dead yet. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, is he, he, he died. He recently. Died very recently. Did he? Oh, fairly recently. I probably no. yeah, posted about thing. that, and yeah, I probably you, forgot about. No, that. don't feel bad. Uh, the, in the last year of his life, an attractive like twenty-something girl <laughs> wrote a song about but how she wanted to. Yes, I, th- I actually saw it. that. And he watched it. And he was like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool." Yeah, I saw the. I saw his reaction. He was like, "He's like, yeah." Thought it was funny. Yeah. All right. Well. Hey everybody! Welcome to Enter the Critic, where we talk about books. <laughs> we talk about and books. dead people, and dead, and dead authors. That's right. Uh, this is a uh, podcast about movies, both new and on Netflix. This week we are reviewing *The Wind Rises*. Uh, my name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, Mataru Schiffer. Mataru. Mataru. Good. That's 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 Japanese. That's that's culturally sensitive. Thank that's you. So racist. That's horrible, Matt. It was a really good movie. Though. And our pocket grits. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We can't do that's that. Funny. There weren't even black people in that movie. <laughs> oh damn it! Also, I love how Parker's black person impression is just him talking just higher. Just I'm <laughs> 
all good. Did I say we talked about they were talking about the wind rises? All right. Well, before we get into that, let's get into some news. Parker, what do you got for me? Idris Elba, our Woo! favorite, our favorite. He Hell will be yeah. doing the voice of Sheer Khan Ooh. in John Favreau's Jungle Book. Hell so yeah. There is? Disney, just... It's going to be Disney, obviously, still, obviously. but it's going to be a. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like. Um, like sort of live action, like it was going to be like trying to be live action with like CGI. I was going to say because they already did that. They already yeah, did a live that's true. They did book. do that, but and uh, it was good. Hey, I'm okay with it because it just always in it. And it's and they're awesome. gonna. I guess they're gonna do like that. That whole like now. Now Benedict Cumberbatch has set the 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 voiceover bar, bar with high. So small. now like they're gonna have to like dress Idris Elba up as like a tiger, and he's gonna like walk around. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna mocap it. The Are you whole serious? Thing. They're gonna mocap it. I think they probably will be. That would be awesome. <laughs> At this point, it's just worth it to put on the it DVD says, extras. It says Ed El- Elba will perform the role and provide the voice. Oh yeah. So then, like yeah yeah. He's like I mean that yeah. you know that's awesome. Yeah. So just you know, you know something to look forward to. Heck yeah. We always like any Idris Elba news for sure. The man needs to be getting more work. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. You know who was in that Jungle Book? The one that came out in 1994, the live action one that was really good? Who? Lena Hetty. Really? Good old Cersei. Really? Huh. She actually must have looked really young in that because she still looks young. She Yes, she does. I did not know that. No, it's very interesting. That's sad. How is that sad? <laughs> oh, because wasn't that a bad movie? No. Oh, that Jungle Book is good? Yeah. The really? one from 1994. Have you ever seen it? The live action one? Yeah, it's really oh. good. Oh. It's, I've never, it's I've never seen rocking it a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. Oh, it was done by Disney. Neat. Uh, the Weinstein Company has finally set a U.S. release date for Snowpiercer, the um, Bong Joon-Hoo sci-fi American movie about the train with the class warfare. Yes, Remember we yes, talked yes, about yes, it? Yes, yes, they yes. Fi- so June is going to be the U.S. release date for that. It's so about time. We, uh, we finally have a date. Uh, June 27th. I just hope that it isn't... Uh, it's, a, it's one of those uh, where the film will hit video on demand the same day, so it's going to be limited theatrical release probably. That I'm, I'm fine but, with that. Yeah. Um, my problem is uh, the Weinsteins are notorious for altering foreign Yeah, films. 20 minutes... Are being cut from the film, Ugh. and the new edit is being tested and Whee! shot down. Yeah, that's the the wine. Oh wait, wait. Uh, the new edit though is being tested and shot down in favor of the original cut. Okay, oh, okay. so good, possibly good, they'll good. end up going with that. Good, but I that might be do. why it's only getting a limited release. Like maybe if they would, if they felt like it was like commercially viable, they would have done a full release. Probably. But maybe now yeah. they're like, well, whatever. The, 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 the Weinsteins are very good at doing commercial movies. Like, like they, they they get some things right. Yeah. And when they get it right, they really get it right. But my problem with them is uh, Harvey Weinstein is notorious for just just getting in the editing room and and butchering foreign films. Did uh, um, Did anybody other than me watch the Oscars? Nope. I watched some like highlight reel. On <laughs> there was one point where Ellen brought out Ellen was the host of the Oscars and she brought out pizza for everybody. Yes. And at one point, she was like, "All right, who's gonna who's gonna tip the pizza guy? Harvey Weinstein, where are you?" <laughs> she like went over him. And she was like, 
All right, no pressure. This is only being broadcast to the entire <laughs> country. Uh, just tip whatever you feel is right. She had the guy on the next day and 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 formally tipped him like on the show. That's awesome. And like he got like you know something crazy like a car and stuff. Jeez. Like she like got a whole bunch of stuff. And he was she like, she was Whoa. pretty great. They also they yeah, also I like her the, a lot. Uh, selfie, which anyone who watched, yeah, yeah, knows that was about, fun. But that was pretty great. Also, another exciting thing: Juan Antonio Bayona. Um, is going to be directing the sequel to World War Z because they are doing a sequel. Okay, okay. Uh, but before that, he's going to be directing a a um, movie called A Monster Calls based on the novel of the same name. Um, and here is the book synopsis. Um, at seven minutes past midnight, 13-year-old Connor wakes up to find a monster outside his bedroom window. But it isn't the monster Connor's been expecting. He's been expecting the one from his nightmare. The nightmare he's had nearly every single night since his mother started her treatments. The monster in his backyard is different. It's ancient and wild, and it wants something from Connor. Something terrible and dangerous. It wants the truth. From the final idea uh, of award-winning author Siobhan Dowd, whose premature death from cancer prevented her from writing it herself is this story. And it's all about this guy who like this kid who like hot, like kind of gets like pulled into this, like it varies like pan's labyrinth, right? Pulled into this imaginary world with these ancient monsters to, to cope with the fact that his mom's dying of cancer and getting treatments. And I don't know, just some of the concept art. For oh it, yeah. I'm looking at the concept art now. And it's going to be crap. really awesome. That's insane. So yeah, it looks like it's going to be a f- really fun time. Like really, like I mean, obviously not fun, fun but story it's going to be an interesting. But it's going to be like an visual. awesome. Yeah, visually, it's going to be awesome to look at. Because the, uh, the the What's drawings I'm looking at, a monster calls. Uh, the drawings I'm looking at are all like, I'm I'm, I'm guessing charcoal, right? Um, and they're like all black yeah. and white and shaded, very very, just ominously and just it they're, looks really good. Basically, just elder gods. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is yeah. basically H.P. Lovecraft meets like My Girl or something. For sure, like that. That's it's actually kind of uh, yeah. awesome. So, th- I, I, this would be the type of movie where I would love to see the um, same technology applied to, to make it pseudo live action, the same technology that Avatar had, but applied into this kind of field. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, to look definitely. At. But you know, like I mean, I love Pan's Labyrinth, and I could just watch another. V- version of that with it from a different director right right. i'm fine with that that was cool um terry gilliam has got a release date for zero theorem late summer uh this year are we getting a wide does it say if we're getting a wide release probably not Uh, i'd like to hope so two distributors are aiming for theatrical distribution late summer um I think it might i think it might get a wide release if if they're going with two not talking about video on demand movie to sell it's possible, but I mean, it might just you know. Well, yeah. But Terry Gilliam does have a lot of just name recognition. I mean, a lot of people have so heard of the of Conan him. Brothers, though, and they're not good, all their good films point, get wide good release. Point, true. Good point. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Steven Spielberg considering a remake of the West Side Story, or just West Side Story? No. <sighs> Steven Spielberg considering a remake. I don't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> Matt, and probably you as well, Parker. I, I, I'm going to admit something. I've never seen the West Side Story. Oh, I mean. 
I mean, who cares? My only exposure to the West Side Story is uh, Tom Waits does a song from it on one of his <laughs> albums. Really? Which one? Just place a little bit of that in. I'll, I'll, I'll splice it. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I don't. What what album is that from? Blue Valentine. <laughs> is that actually? No, it's from? somewhere, Matt. Oh, it's it from is. Somewhere. It, it is. It is off of Blue Valentine. <laughs> it is okay. I don't yeah. have Tom Waits. One. It's a good it's one. Tom Waits. It's a good one. So, I, I, but I, I don't know. Does like I don't know if, if I mean, w- w- would it be good? <laughs> I just don't know. People love it, like the way they love, like Has, the Fiddler on the Roof, like like Has Spielberg ever movie. done a musical? I don't, I don't know. think so, because I did know that Spielberg. It seems, uh, yeah. For for a long time, Spielberg had a list of things that he wanted to do, and a musical was on that list. And I don't think he's actually done it yet. It. Kind of would be fitting for him to do West Side Story because that, among all like musical films, is perhaps like the most iconic when you look at the people involved. Like it was Leonard Bernstein, uh, Stephen Sondheim. I think did the the lyrics for it. I want to say, and it's still to this day. Like I don't know. I guess when you think of musicals, the only other one that I would think of would be maybe like Singing in the Rain or like. <laughs> See, uh, I thought like Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof is very late in the game, though. That didn't come out until the eighties. That's true. Yeah. But like, that's like a movie that like I'm not into musicals, but I've seen Fiddler on the Roof. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I'm not. But into I'm musicals saying, as either, far as like as far as like musicals in film go, I would say maybe West Side Story mm. would be like the most iconic. So yeah, Singing kind of in the fitting. Rain probably would be the Singing in the Rain would be the up only there other too. one that would be like that iconic. Yeah, it's true. Or so. maybe maybe the Sound of Music too, but. Right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I mean, I wonder I, if he would get help. I right? I don't know. I mean, Spielberg's because directing a musical film is different than yeah, just directing a regular old film. I know a lot of his uh, um, contemporaries in the seventies also tried musicals, and I mean, like Martin Scorsese tried a musical and it bombed horribly. What was that? Uh, New York, New York. Okay, um, and it did. It was awful. <laughs> I have I, I have actually seen that, but I don't remember much about it. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I don't know. It, it, just because you're a great director doesn't mean you can do a musical. So right. I don't know how he would do it. It's a very, very different animal. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm interested to see. At this point in Spielberg's game, I'm just interested to see him oh, do yeah. anything totally. that he hasn't done before. Which means I want to see a horror film from Steven Spielberg. Well, he's done horror. Has he? Uh, I always forget that he actually didn't do Poltergeist. Yeah, but he basically did. Not that was Toby Hooper, but he basically uh, did Poltergeist. He did second unit on Poltergeist. I will admit that Toby Hooper really did a but, a lot. But of like shots, Toby though. is Toby, I mean, Toby is, is Poltergeist really a horror movie? Oh, I would or say so. It, yeah, I, would, I mean, I, I would, would say it's a horror film, but it's not. Not or is it like? Is it like? I, I, it's I not a know. graphic horror film. Yeah, it's but more. That, of, but see, that's the thing. Like, that's where I kind of disagree with the, like horror to me has to be like. I'd say it's like, still unsettling uh, and it's still freaky. Like when I, I, I don't know. I feel I, like there's. I, I would say it's definitely a part of the horror genre. It's just yeah. not maybe the most like visceral or like. I I, I will say this. Part. I I believe it still holds up because when I was uh, lecturing in that class about uh. 
Jaws. We were talking about Steven Spielberg. Mm, Professor came, Chris Klum. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Poltergeist came up, and at least a third of the students had like seen it, which was That's pretty shocking. Good. That is and all shocking. of them said, man, that movie is freaky. It is. Like, that movie it, freaks me out. Yeah, but you think about it. Good they're, they're like They're like 15-year-old kids who didn't grow up with that film at all. Yeah. Like and they still think it's and freaky. they've probably seen stuff like you know um, hostile hostile and, and, right. and Saul that's the, and that's the problem is like for me like I I mean I'm I'm looking up the and and yeah the definition obviously is more broad in my mind though horror movie has become like less scary and, and more, more violent and more just violent right but that's not stuff. the original horror movies were no not yeah violent. I agree I, I mean agree. yeah I mean when you look at the roots of the genre it's very definitely. much based in atmosphere which mm-hmm. is. Mm. When I look at I a lot of the, like, I guess Mara. I wish there was like, then there should be less broad term. Because yeah, like, I, agree I don't completely. I don't feel like you can put like the weird body stuff. Like, well, that's torture porn, right? But like, called. but th- but it's not though. They call it. People just they call, call it that horror. stuff horror, right? And it's like, a subgenre. I mean, I, I mean, because a lot of those movies really aren't even scary. But here's the thing: like, that's the problem is that now we have those things where it's like, you know, like. Fangoria has taken it to this limit where it's like a horror movies like the, the the horror fest and horror fest and all these like sort of pseudo film festival things where when you used to go to Blockbuster they'd be like this is one of the 10 you know from right. from you know fright fest horror fest yeah, or yeah. something and and all those movies are none of them are scary they're just like gory violent yeah. right. and that's it and like that's what it's become now which is really quite sad. Yeah, it definitely is because yeah, it's a horror movie. You're right; it's more like some of the scariest just, horror films I've ever seen had very little blood, right? Almost right. no gore at all. I mean, Agreed. um, what like what like what, uh, one of my the the all time scariest films for me is still the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. If you watch that movie, there is. Not a lot of blood. Right. No gore at all. It's all off-camera stuff that your brain fills in for right. you, and if that's you, always It's scarier. funny because when you... Yeah, when, when you, you talk look, about it or think about it, you're like, oh, that movie was gory. Yeah, and when you think about Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre, it seems like it's the goriest movie ever. But right. when you actually look at it, like... You know, scene by scene, it's like there's like uh, three scenes where somebody gets cut, and yeah. once is like a close up of somebody cutting a th- like a thumb to get a little blood out, and that's right. it. Like it's there's not like like a perfect example is that scene where the 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 girl gets skewered on the meat hook. Right, that's all done off camera through quick cuts. Right, your brain fills it all in. Yeah, right. Which I, really, obviously, like in the remakes, then they just show it. All. Oh yeah, if, if people are like, thinking okay. we're talking about the 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 remakes, then <laughs> you don't know us very yeah. well. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually talking about this with with someone recently that, to me, horror should sort of encapsulate what happens when you have a nightmare. Exactly. Which is like showing you something that is so foreign and unreal, yet it still strikes a chord with you and makes you terrified. Right. Like, it shouldn't just be, like, watching scenes of people being disemboweled and stuff, because, like, stuff like that happens all the time in real life. And it's, um, it's horrible. Right. Oh and yeah, it's horrible, but it's not always horror. It's right. just yeah. shocking and wrong. Exactly. Take uh, an, an, another great classic is the original Halloween, where there's again the no, no blood because they didn't have a budget for it. Right. Um, uh, not a whole lot of violence, but incredibly suspenseful. Yeah. yeah. 
um, just because of the the atmosphere in which it creates. Mm-hmm. I yeah. So anyway, uh, it would be cool to see Steven Spielberg also do a horror movie, but we're getting a musical. We're getting a musical, musical instead. <laughs> All right. I'm okay with that too. So last last little thing that I just wanted to throw in here because I love uh, uh, Craig Brewer so much. We know from Hustle and Flow, yep. Black Snake Moan. He is going to be teaming back up with Justin Timberlake. Okay, as you remember I'm from fine his, with this from his fun, uh, in you know interesting character, <laughs> and uh, he's going to be. Um, they're going to be making a remake of the 1980 music industry drama, The Idol Maker. Idol Maker. So um, it's about the life of rock promoter Bob Marcucci, who discovered Frankie Avalon and Fabian. But uh, yeah, so it's it's all about the um, uh, you know centered around the movie, music producer. Um, so like, I don't know if they're going to do a newer take on it where he's where he's like more discovering like you know like this generation of music, right, right. or if it's just going to straight up be a remake of like you know from that era, the Frankie Avalon just era. Keep, keep it in the eighties. Um, well, actually, like the well, movie no, came yeah, the out movie in the eighties. I'm sorry, so, yeah, right, yeah. So it's like we're talking about like the fifties, you 50s, know, like, right, right. But I don't know. Maybe I think it looks like from the from some of the shots that it's going to be like a remake, which would and be and cool. put it in a but wait, you mean a remake? Like keep it in like the make 50s. it make it no make it modern. Sorry, oh, okay. yeah, that's what I mean. I, I almost would like to see it done in the in the fifties because I think that would be you know pretty cool. But I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not too familiar with the source material to really make a judgment on that. But yeah. Um, I, I like the names involved so far. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Justin Timberlake is going to, you know, I you know I don't know like how much in front of the camera he might do. It's sounding like he might just be teaming up with him as um an ex- like as a person who has great experience in what that does, like right. a teen star, you know, being like chewed up by the system, you know, whatever. It says here he's producing it. Right. That's Lowell Craig Brewer. Is you're saying Craig Brewer's producing? No, the, the, the Justin yeah, Timberlake exactly. Is also That's what I'm saying. They, they, there's still talks where he might be in front of the camera, ah. might be behind the camera. But I guess he's going to be bringing his like expertise of music industry knowledge, teen, yeah. you know, like that whole teen drama, mm. like of becoming a teen idol, which you know, like Justin Timberlake is one of the most successful. <laughs> but I think he, he, you know, he's one of the few that it didn't ruin. Yeah. And not only is he like re you know, like reinventing himself musically, but like he's gone in, into acting and like right. successfully. And is good at it. Like <laughs> he's been in like decent movies and the roles he's played, you're like, that's awesome. The he's first time I heard that job. he was good, when, when, when Black Snake Moan first came out, I'm like, really? He's in it? Right. And then I watched it and I thought, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm wrong. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and then when, good. He was, when he was in um, Fate, The Social Network, Social Network. he was yep. so good in that yep. as, what's his name, from Napster? Yep. Like that was. Just I like, haven't wow. seen uh, whatever it is. Not Life of Llewellyn Davis. What's that called? Inside. I haven't oh, seen Inside, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Is he? In but when that I, too? he is in it, and when I saw yeah. the trailer for it, I didn't know it was him. Right. <laughs> right. It was just <laughs> like yeah. They just. I, I remember that because we were reading on IMDb, and you're like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. I had to watch it again, and then be like, oh yeah, that is him. That's nuts. Yeah. So anyway, that's about it. So. All right. Trailer time. Nice. Nice. Can I have a trailer jingle? That's going to be our trailer jingle from now on. Trailers. I just saw a whole bunch of trailers. (laughs) 
There, the, and so the, and a little parody from West Side Story. There, there, there's our <laughs> closer. Done. We got yep. that. <laughs> All right. Well, the first trailer we're going to talk about here, uh, they finally released a full trailer for Godzilla. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my, my Godzilla. Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> I hate both that's of a, them. That's a, that's a pretty decent dad joke right there. Yeah. That's a good I, dad I just read a good one today. So oh, what's God. the best? Ah, ah, no! so, doing this. so what's the best thing? What's thing? What's the best thing you can possibly say if you're ever like playing like a Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, and it starts to freeze? Okay. You say, "Hey, I thought we were watching whatever the real name of the movie is, not Frozen." Oh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I really want that to happen now. I kind of want to scratch up a disc and put it in and be like, "I thought we were watching blank, not Frozen." <laughs> I would, I would just, just in a rage, just get up. I'd flip <laughs> your coffee table over and just w- storm out of your house, choke the so life out pissed. of me. Anyway, so, Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. This is seriously. Read the I'm not synopsis. Gonna, oh, I'm like, I'm reading. Yeah, we already, we already talked about it. An colossal creature is accidentally awakened by mankind. Period. That's it. That's, that's all you need to know. Done. Done. Oh, they have a typo in here. <laughs> seemingly leaves noting but destruction. Oh, in its seemingly? Weight. Yeah. Ugh. Seemingly <laughs> leaves noting. I hate both of you so much. All right. So, Matt, this trailer. I know, I know you were super excited. I know excited. you watched it like 10 times. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I only watched, I have it, watched once. it at least 10 times. And then I watched the breakdown by the director, Gareth <laughs> Edwards. So and, and that, and I went, gonna I went from seriously, th- since this movie has been announced, I went from basically being like, eh, do we really need it? To being like, where is it going to be awesome? <laughs> we need it now. Uh, no, this, this trailer, like, I love the fact that it starts out like a disaster film. Yeah. Like, it's just the camera yep. panning up on devastation. And, oh, gosh, Gr- Brian Cranston's, like, monologue throughout the whole thing is just so good. Uh-huh. Like it's just so blatantly clear that they really care about actually making this a good movie. This is they, they not, don't just want to make a monster movie. The, the, this is this is not a tongue in cheek. There's not. I mean, the, the, this is very respectful of the uh, source, source material. material and the, the original very film. source material. Yeah, the original. Uh, you know, the 1950s Godzilla. Um, See, I, I would agree completely that the, the the this trailer, this full trailer, is very very disaster film oriented, mm-hmm. which is what it should be because right. Godzilla is a living embodiment He's a of force a disaster. of nature. Yeah, exactly. And and the whole idea of the Godzilla mythos, if you will, is that man, you know, messes around with nature. Nature Nature's, says, "Okay, yeah, here's this exactly. giant thing." Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. that, that, that I mean, that, that hey, remember those atomic bombs you made? <laughs> Doesn't kill him. Sorry. And that, that's like, oh, that part when Ken Watanabe is yep. like, in 1954, <laughs> we oh, Actually, I think it's not him that says that. I forget who says it. It might be the woman that says but that. They were but they're, saying, but they're like, talking yeah, about, yeah. like, yeah, you remember those nuclear tests out in the Pacific when we tested, like, hydrogen bombs? That was just us trying to kill it. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like us, you know, setting up mouse traps or, like, <laughs> swatting something with a fly swatter and being like, doesn't work <laughs> like that's the biggest thing we have yeah exactly i freaking cannot wait for this movie yeah um yeah. I, I like you question whether we needed this and now the more i'm reading about it the more i'm like hell I mean, yeah i i figured that when i saw that it was gareth edwards 
that it would be good because that was before I saw that movie too. And and Monsters, Monsters. was was good. Oh, Monsters was, was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was so good that like as a monster movie where you're like this is like refreshing because it's so not like just focused on like I don't know some do- nonsense story and then just like you know like the human in. the human element yeah, is very like. Yeah, good and palpable. It's, it's actually like good, and it's <laughs> right. clear. It's well clear done. that like it's going to be the same case here. Like, yep. they clearly took a lot of care in their casting, and I, I just, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. All right, now w- this is coming out May sixteenth. Yeah, w- this, this is going to be. It, I mean, this got to come out in IMAX, right? It, I mean, it almost I would has so. to. I, I mean, it almost has to. It would be. It would be a crime. It would be a crime yeah. if this movie didn't come out in IMAX. It just looks so. I'm just, I'm just. I can't picture again, a film more necessary. Think, we throw the word. Yeah, okay. 3D, the IMAX yeah. 3D experience. Good. Okay, we're good. We throw the word epic around so <laughs> much. Is, no, but yeah. this is something this is that is truly. Deser- we need to make a new word that's yeah. like right. things that What's are deserving more epic of the word than epic. epic. <laughs> or just like things that really are epic that right. you mean to be like, hey, it's time to bring this thing out yeah. and use it. <laughs> this is where I, I almost hope that the soundtrack to the gods. The, the, the new Godzilla film is going to be like the soundtrack to um, the new Evil Dead film. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like big, chorusy. Oh, yeah, especially like, at the oh. very beginning. Oh, yeah, that would be that, awesome. That, like, in the trailer, with that, like, dissonant choir. Yep. The Legetti uh, yeah. from oh, uh, 2001. Yep. So they use perfect. it again in this trailer. And I said before that I think it's, like, Awesome. There's so many other movies that would do that in a trailer, and I'd be pissed off. Yeah. I'd be like, you can't do that. Right. right. There's right. only one movie that deserves to use that, and it's been done, you know, 50 years ago. This, however, I was like, that's awesome. Yep. That's yep. awesome that they're using that. All right. That comes out uh, May 16th, 2014. All right. Moving on. The next, uh, next trailer we saw, The Double. A comedy centered on a man who is driven insane by the appearance of his doppelganger. This movie stars Jesse Eisenberg. Twice. Twice. Yeah, he plays two different people. Jesse Eisenberg and Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Also Sally Hawkins, who is also in Godzilla. Really? I only realized this because I just went from one IMDb to another. And Wallace Shawn. Good old Wallace Shawn. Oh, yeah. You would know Wallace Shawn from Groundhog Day for one, Princess Bride as well. Ah, yes, and Star Trek. Wait, he Space wasn't in Groundhog Nine. Day. No, he wasn't. Inconceivable. Yeah, but he was in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. No one cares. I know. <laughs> he played. A, he played a reoccurring character. He's in a lot of stuff. He is in a lot, but he yeah, was uh, definitely confession. In... Confession time. I still have not seen Princess Bride. What? I've said that on the show before. I'm yeah, doing that for, you know what, when the Midnight Movie makes a uh, uh, he's return. He's Rex. He's Rex. In yeah, Toy in Story. Toy Story. Yeah, and he's also in The Incredibles. He plays his boss in The Incredibles. He's great. Yes. He's great. Yeah, he has this great movie voice. looks, oh, okay, the trailer really puts out a Brazil vibe. Yeah. We've been talking a lot oh, about yeah. Brazil in Definitely. the late, late, late episodes, but this movie really feels like it, Brazil. Yeah. Um, in fact... Watching this trailer and then not too many weeks ago watching that Zero Theorem trailer, yeah. I was like, this seems like a really <laughs> similar movie. It does. It, it doesn't does. seem, I disagree with IMDb just from the trailer. It does not seem like a f- full-blown comedy. No, this is this seems like, seems a, like, a, like, a, like a dark comedy. Well, yeah. yeah, but it definitely seemed like, 
again, we, we were mentioning it before um, we were talking before the episode about um, about how there's going to be another doppelganger movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And that looks like that. The trailer is like a thriller. Like it like it's like right. like very like no, this brooding well, and scary. And like it's like, wait, where is he? Oh, what? and it's like it's like really yeah. creepy and thrillery. Whereas like. When I saw the the synopsis for this, I was like, "Oh, another doppelganger? That's weird." And I started watching, and I'm like, immediately, it felt a little bit lighter, just a little bit. It's very, because like, there are some jokes, especially when he's walking right. with his yeah. boss, and he goes, uh, "Have you have you just started? Here? Yes, sir. Just started seven years ago." Yeah. <laughs> um. So like this, this definitely has, but that, and and that's part of the feel of Brazil for me. Is Brazil is a funny movie brazil yeah. i would not call it a comedy no right. yeah it's that's very yeah I, I feel the same way about this like i feel like this will be funny i feel like it will garner laughs i feel like at the end i will not be like that was a great comedy exactly yeah exactly. like a, like american hustle like not just not like it but it's the idea where you're laughing throughout but i would not say it's, it's a, a comedy, comedy. Right, i would exactly. not say it's comedy even though i laughed harder than i may have at like anchorman uh, other too. comedies yeah you know yeah. like but Right. No. This, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So, so the whole the whole uh, film seems to re- uh, re- revolve around Jesse Eisenberg as uh, Simon, who seems to be kind of this forgettable loser type guy. You know, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. What a stretch <laughs> um, for him. It seems like Lex it's like, Luthor. Everybody. It seems like it's like Walter Mitty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then yeah. he has a double who's like it's very similar. I don't know if you saw the Michael Sarah movie. Uh, but that was that was a fun um, where it's like what is it called like Rebel or something um, where it's like Michael Sarah and then Michael Sarah with like a little bit of a mustache. Yes, I, I remember that. One. I, I it remember was hearing fun. about it. It's got, it had a, it that... has um, Zach Galifianakis in it. Oh, okay, as his, like mom's boyfriend. Doesn't and, that uh, always also have the girl he was dating? Uh, What's her name? The Asian girl. I don't, if if I don't only think we had a device that. in front of us, I don't think I don't think Charlene things. is in that. I'm looking at her. She might be, I but she I, thought, was. I thought the only movie they were in together was that Open Heart or whatever that's called. Do you remember what it was called? That Rebel something, Michael Sarah. It should be like Rebel something. I youth. I don't know. Maybe I youth. Oh, youth, youth Gone Wild. Youth, youth and Revolt. Youth and Revolt. That's it. Okay. Youth and Revolt. No, his the uh, yeah, female the, the female star in that is uh, Portia Doubleday. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it, that was a fun like. But that one was like more like actual comedy. I feel like this is like the bridge between like a dark, scary movie and then that movie because yeah, that movie's exactly. like kind of silly. But right. uh, this, yeah, it looks this, fun. The, yeah, I, I, I was very excited. I hope it. I hope it's good because it looks yeah. really interesting. Um, that comes out. Oh, that's a UK release date. Yeah, it'll, I think it'll get a limited release. It seems in, like, in America. Oh, that's really. So sad. if you're listening to this podcast with a spot of tea, <laughs> you can go watch it on the fourth of April. You can. Why don't you bring your brother? It'll be a laugh. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, good night. <laughs> it's Just a go. Listen to hear he say that. Right? Are we going to have a movie with that? He's like a big boy. And you um, should go to the theater. If you um, like <laughs> Facebook movie, perhaps you'd enjoy the double. It looks the like a rollic. It looks like a rollicking time. Rollicking. Simply lovely. 
Chris is just, <laughs> Chris is just like curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> I'm not sure. When I lost control of this podcast. <laughs> back in episode the, three. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go back all the way to one. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I ever had control of I, it. I I, I was just vaguely remember in the first episode Chris having this like sort of air of like, Hey, this is gonna be a thing and we're gonna go and we're gonna do it and Parker and be like, Nah. No we're not. We're gonna drag our feet. We're not. <laughs> We're not going to do this. <laughs> not the way you want it. I'm shocked we made it this long. Baby, we right. made it this far. Uh, the next trailer we saw. Sorry, we're doing three. Because um, uh, we I, want I really, I re- Yeah. I, who are you to stop me? Nobody. Yeah. That's who. Uh, we are the best. Three girls in 1980s Stockholm decide to form a punk band. Despite not having any instruments and being told by everyone that punk is dead. Wow, I didn't realize. I didn't realize they were girls. I knew one of them was. <laughs> oh, yeah. the one with long I hair. Knew, I knew the one. The one was. Uh, I only knew it because it was in the thing. In the looking U- on the back, thing. I can see how the sort of the main one with the mohawk. Yeah, is a girl. Yeah, the one with the glasses still doesn't look like a girl. Looks to me. like a guy. <laughs> um. So this, uh, Parker, you recommended this film, yes. uh, this trailer for us to uh, to watch. This is and a, this seems like the most Parker film. Absolutely, <laughs> this seems it like really incredibly. Does. If, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't know Parker, watch this trailer and you'll get a good idea yeah. of who Parker yep. is. There's punk rock involved. Yep. There's uh, people chasing after a dream. Yep. And people being happy, Un- unashamedly <laughs> chasing after a dream, even though everybody's telling them they're <laughs> otherwise. Wrong. Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> And um, it's also a foreign film. So and you it's a foreign that, film. You're yep. sneaking so, that little bit in there, too. So this is everything that Parker loves about cinema. <laughs> I, I can't Absolutely. believe he's still here. I thought his brain would have exploded after watching this yeah, trailer. Yeah, exactly. As as I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, this is, of course, Parker. Would this, <laughs> this, is, this is a film that just has hope written all over it. Yes. Um, however, I will say the, the trailer makes it look very charming. Yeah, and very, it, it looks, like looks a promising. Really good like film. most Parker films, you go in wanting to hate it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and by absolutely. the end, you're just like, damn it! <laughs> it, it, it I it, felt uplifted! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cynical old me was just like, this is gonna be crap. 30 seconds into the trailer. Now I want to see it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it looks really good. It is, um... What country is it from? Sweden. Sweden. Swedish punk rock. I've yeah. not heard very much Swedish punk rock. Uh, well, this uh, is also 80s, right? So this is... This yeah. Have you ever yeah. listened to Refused? Nope. Well, Refused are fucking dead. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, they're awesome. You need to listen to Refused. Yeah. Swedish, right. Swedish punk slash hardcore band, and they were really, really good. So... You've listened to Blindside, right? Yeah, they're pretty much yeah. they're pretty much yeah. a refused ripoff, but still okay. really good. All right. I well, mean, they I, were the I, Christian I, ripoff of refused, but still good. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, watch. Seriously, go out and check out this trailer. It is yeah. really good, and it makes. I'm, I'm excited for this film. I really am. And I, yeah, and, it, I and I didn't want to be. Right. I, I yeah. really didn't want to be. I tried I mean, it, very hard not to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it might fall flat, but it looked it looks it looks fun. It, it looks, looks ever it looks like everything you love about the cinema. Yes. <laughs> Agree. So, all right. Well, moving on, we saw the wind rises. A look at the life of Jiro Horikoshi, the man who designed the Japanese fighter plane Zero 
and others during World War II. This movie stars... A lot of uh, American voice actors. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, we obviously... This is a, uh, a, a Japanese film yes. that got an American release with... Uh, From Studio Ghibli. With, yes. with high-quality American dubbing. So we went and actually yeah. sought out the American... <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, Studio Studio Ghibli films are the one sort of exception for you right. actually maybe kind of want to see the dubs yeah. because they take great care in getting like, good actors yeah. uh, to, to do the voice acting. Just so. to go down the list here, we have Joseph Gordon-Lovett, we have Martin Short, Stanley Tucci, uh, Jennifer Grey, good old John Krasinski. Yep, John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, Werner Herzog. <laughs> Werner Herzog, yeah. Herzog. William H. Macy. That's right. William H. Macy is in this song. I think we got most of them there. Okay. okay. <clears throat> um, so, this is going to be a very interesting... This is, this is, I mean, did we mention this was Miyazaki? Yes. This is, yeah, this is Miyazaki's last film. He is retiring, correct? Yeah, we did this? talk about this film, I believe. Yes, we talked um, about it yeah, like, we, I think, when, we were, when we were first, like, when it first in, was announced that right. it was his final film. Now, I'm going to, I'm uh, full disclosure here, this was my first Miyazaki Get out. film. Dead serious. No, get no, out of your I own podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm okay. just saying get out. Uh, much to my shame, I have just I have just not seen. Well, well, to credit, this was a good one to start with. It was a good one to start with, but it's a weird one to start with. In I, that okay, <laughs> most of his movies are pretty far out fantastical, and this is very low on that. All right, it's I, I was going to realistic for Miyazaki, yes, yes, but not all studio. I mean, there no. are a fair share of Studio Ghibli, right, but films I don't I don't that. really go by Studio Ghibli yeah. films because I mean Studio Ghibli is great. Yeah. And there's a lot of good ones, but th- uh, as an entire body of work, there's a lot where I'm like, eh, it's fine. But Miyazaki, every single thing he ever did, I love. Okay. Every single film. And that's made. what everyone I've talked to, they're like, you've not seen a Miyazaki film. I hate you. Yeah. I need to see one. Now, what I mean, obviously, you guys, I'm assuming, really liked this movie. Yes. I did. Um, I. I thought it was okay really i didn't think it was bad i didn't think it was awful or anything like that like like i because nor, nor, normally when we, we start arguing about a movie and i'm like it was it was garbage and you guys right. are all jumping my shit <laughs> i thought it was okay i didn't think it was as memorable as you guys did well i never said it was memorable okay. i thought it, i thought it was very good but i wouldn't give it we saw this with jordan zimmerman of uh, Ninjas of versus podcast. Ninjas versus podcast, uh, and he immediately, before any of us said anything, was like, "I think this was my favorite, right? Yeah, whatever film, which is but, understandable." But he qualified it immediately yes. by saying, "Because it was all having to do with engineering." And like, an it's, engineer. it's about a character who is an engineer, and it's it's very much a film about yeah. sort of what it's like to be an engineer, to have your creation. You know, you want to do something right, you want to create something wonderful and yep. make it work. And then once that leaves your hands, you have no control over it whatsoever. Right, right. Uh, that's very much a heavy, heavy theme in the film. So I can imagine, as someone who is and studied engineering, it would be and identifies themselves yeah. as an engineer. It, it would be yeah. a very engaging movie. Having said that, I personally, of the Miyazaki films that I've seen, wouldn't consider it my favorite. And in fact, I think I could understand why someone would be underwhelmed because it is. It does sort of lack that wonderful fantastical element 
right. that, that you get in a lot yeah. of his films. I mean, there are dream sequences, yeah. certainly, that fill that gap a little bit. But for the most part, it is historical fiction. Yeah, and um, it is at times somewhat dry historical fiction. Yeah, there the, there there were parts of this uh, this movie where I was very um, immersed and very into the into what was going on. Yeah, and then there were some of the parts where I thought I'm I'm not bored, but I'm not in, as invested. Yeah, in this I, I, I can I can I can totally from a that. technical standpoint, this movie is a triumph. Right. But I, I have a feeling that all Miyazaki films are yeah. a triumph. Yeah, I, I, I think, though, that this one, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to watch it side by side with the other ones. But I feel like this one really captured a lot of, like, almost just, like, like video-like <laughs> filming. Like, it was like, it was like film. Like actual video footage. It didn't footage. feel at, to- at times. Yeah. It like, didn't feel very, like how they animated it. Yeah, it's so very realistic. Some of the animation of just like people just doing stuff, like just like lighting a cigarette or like drawing on a piece of paper. It, or, like, uh, some of it almost felt rotoscoped, even though we know it wasn't right. rotoscoped. It was just very elegantly drawn. Yeah, that's oh. a, that's another cool thing about Miyazaki that all of his films look different. I mean, his right. last one was Ponyo. Yes, which is. Almost opposite, right? Uh, it's like it's abstract, very abstract, and like weird, cartoony. And, yes, uh, still really, really good. Yes, um, and I did love the what, 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 one of the subtle audio uh, engineering in this was it with the early planes, like the the wood and canvas planes. Um, the engine noise, the propeller noise, the the wind noise that was all well, done. It, in vo- like voice, I'm pretty sure that was the entire film. Actually, yeah, I, think I don't the think films were. I, I don't think were. there was a single mechanical thing really? in this. Yeah, no, I, I, because I, I, I was, I immediately noticed it, and I would, I was kind of paying attention, even to the point where earthquakes and natural right. things were actually organic. Were, were, not yeah. like when when they uh, were making the the sound of like the the fire, it was like. Like somebody like yeah, actually, somebody actually doing it like that, which which really which kind of like fun. It, yeah, oh yeah, it, 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 uh, really it is very fun. However, I still don't know entirely how I feel about it because it does th- this. This is his most. I mean, I haven't seen all of the Miyazaki films, but this I would say, and maybe Parker could back me up, is probably his most grounded. Yes. Film. Yeah. And then it all having takes place that in reality. having that. That element to it for not just dream sequences, but throughout the right. entire movie yeah. does did create a little bit of a discord with me. I didn't outright dislike it, uh, but I didn't love it. Like there, there was no point when, when especially during like the real live sequences where they were testing out planes and you know it was a serious flight test, etc. And I heard those sounds. It was, of course, very apparent to me that like, right, these aren't yeah. actual engine noises. These are people making these right. noises. So it, it kind it, of almost it, took you out of it a little bit? It, it just was a little jarring. Right. It's not that I didn't like it. Again, it's just it. I don't know if I was totally on board with it. I would have. I would like to hear the, the, the original like um, Japanese voices doing it. Because I think they probably got I, English voices. I j- really? I, okay, I was. <laughs> That's a joke. All right, all right, good. I was like, why would they do that? It's like they're like, oh well, that plane noises in Japanese. Uh, people aren't going to like that. American audiences won't test well with those Japanese people making uh. plane noises. No, I, I, I will say, like, you know, I, I really like this film, and I felt like I 
I understand like some of your both of your concerns, like the some aspects of it you could consider boring sound not thing. Boring, no, no, I know, but, but like, just, yeah, I know. Just, yeah, I wouldn't call right, it boring. Right. Not no, you just immersive. were like, right? You were like a little bit like, okay, it's this a patient. Movie. It's a pretty patient film, right? It, it is a very slow burn. Yeah, um, but not, like, <laughs> there's no action in this. Yeah, not I really. Anyway. I don't know, like, I mean, I know that Matt's seen all, probably most of Miyazaki's films, so, like, I don't know. I would say not even half. Oh, okay. I mean, there's only, like, ten. I've seen, just going through the list, I've seen Ponyo, right. Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, I think that's it. I don't think I've actually ever seen Nausicaa um, the whole way through. Totoro. Or Castle, I've never seen My Neighbor Totoro, so that's... Well, you know, like... It, for me, like I mean, I've I've seen, you know, all the films at this point. Now that now that I've seen this one, and uh, the only thing I haven't seen is he did like a bunch of short films that haven't been released here. Yet. Right. But um, I don't know. Like I, I just really like. It's almost like if you you know when you really like you know Wes Anderson or something, and you'll like you'll see a movie that's not maybe his best but it's still Wes Anderson and you're like oh I see it right 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 fills in for you I don't know if it was that kind of thing where I was just watching it and I was seeing the stuff I wanted to because I haven't seen a Miyazaki film in a while since Ponyo so I'm like yes like I'm just excited and it is Miyazaki like you could see his fingerprint on it Mm -hmm. like you see it and maybe all that stuff kind of like I I was carried me through the scenes where maybe I was being where where some people were being unimmersed because either through, like you said, like slowness or the sound, you know, some of the stuff like, I don't know. I just, I really, I really enjoyed the, the dream sequences and, and then. Yeah, they were very good. And I loved, uh, what was that character's name? The Italian, um. Caprone. 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 Yeah. Yeah, The the Italian arrow. Voiced by Stanley Tucci, yes. Yeah, so like, I, 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 but then at the same time, I really liked like the just monotonous, sort of monotonous in that it was like real. And so, as compared to this mm-hmm. fantastical side of me, as I right. mean, just like normal like life where you're just like on a stepladder looking at like a flange, you know, and it's like, like it's just intricate, you know. But yeah, at I the will... same time, it's just like, I don't know. I, maybe because of the fact it was animated. You know, like it just made it that much crazier because, like, again, like that would be such a throwaway scene in a regular film. Like to have like somebody just like be sitting at their drafting table, smoking a cigarette, looking at their paper. You know, like that would just be like a scene that would be whatever. In a a good drama, you you have scenes. Yeah, but I mean, reflective scenes like that. Right, but like it's like it's even kind of more amazing because it's animated right like it's not just like oh we just shot him and he just has to look pensive like it's like we had to animate everything yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, under, I understand what you're saying in, in in a live action film that would be something that they'd be like well let's just do this and maybe right. we'll use it maybe we won't right in an animated film that's so that like every just that single scene thing of him sitting so there work. smoking looking at his draft drafting table that's hundreds of man hours yeah just that yeah. way exactly um and and in that regard, this film is beautifully crafted, um, and and it, it it just looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, which I was expecting, and I was happy to see it was yeah. it was very good. Um, so, I I would not recommend this movie to everyone. Yeah. Um, 
I think having a familiarity with certainly anime in general, even though even though the Miyazaki slash Ghibli films aren't like a lot of, of anime per se, kind of separate. They're, 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 it, it, almost, it almost feels too good to call it anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. Well, no, there's there's a lot of there's well, some, there's good, some anime, good anime, but, but it's but not at all like, action. No, but here's or, the thing that not even it's not even about that. It's the fact that like most anime cuts a million corners. Like uh-huh. that's that's yeah. like one thing that's known for anime. They have a lot of still shots where it's a camera moving across a still image with voiceover, like Dragon Ball Z. You know, there'd be like uh-huh. the two guys flying in the air. It's just a still image and it's them panning across and it's like what are you doing you know they but uh, so there's a lot of animation that's not done i mean dragon ball z is sort of an outlier in and of itself but a a lot of anime is like a lot of still shots this yes like a still shot of a guy and he's like i guess what i was getting at is that anime as opposed to american cartoons okay tend to be patient yes they tend to be like even the action-based anime you'll have stretches of of time where there's not a lot, go- it's just the characters sort of sitting around and talking, or just doing pretty menial things and yeah. just developing character, etc. Well, and the good ones, hopefully, developing character. Right, right, right. Um, so, so that I'm kind of or just acclim- building up a fight turn. Yeah, yeah, that I'm kind of acclimated to. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, that so, that's true. so that part of this film, didn't, well, it'd be like it'd be like going hard. from like kung fu to like samurai, like when we talk yeah, about right. that. Like yeah. it's like. You need to sit and watch this. It's a lot different. It's not just going to be fight, 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 right. fight, fight. So, but I feel like Miyazaki definitely like bl- like blends the line between American animation and and Japanese animation. Yeah. Well, there's a reason it's so successful in yeah, America. Exactly. Um, but it's like it it's true like animation in that everything is doing stuff. Right. And it's not a lot of like you know like. I don't know. In my opinion, this, a lot of anime's you know corners are cut, and this, Miyazaki's this, like puts extra corners. <laughs> he puts a million corners. This so, film feels very like lovingly crafted. Like yes. you can tell, the people that were behind it truly believed in the project. Yeah. Yeah. which is what the, you feel like with some of the best Disney films. Exactly. You're like, yeah. wow, these people really, really loved working on this. Yeah, and 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 this this film really really gets that across. Um. Like I said before, I don't know that I would recommend it to just anyone. Right. You either you have to be a major history buff, like a, a, hist- a history right. nerd. I've I've said after this that I think this is a movie that yeah, my dad would probably enjoy because I might it show does it to my like father-in-law. It does include a decent amount of references to real-life aeronautical engineers yep. and um you know, name drops yeah. Lots of planes. Definitely. Yeah. So if you really like that, yeah, um, for sure. See, like now, and, and now, it's like it's like they, it would have been very hard to make a movie about a, a, like a live action biopic about this guy. Like it would have cost so much to make oh, those planes yeah. and and like have them flying. Whereas in this, even though it costs a lot of man hours to animate it, and I'm sure still, still a lot cheaper to destroy a plane right. animation <laughs> yeah. than yeah. it is in like, real life. Like think about the logistics of getting like one of those bombers uh-huh. up and flying without doing oh, yeah. CGI. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like that's ridiculous. That would be because yeah, be how many of hard. those are even in flying order anymore? Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I will say also that I think. The film, if I were to break it down into halves, I think the second half really finds its stride. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not necessarily more action-packed or anything like that, I think when he meets his uh, his, 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 his wife, wife, his eventual yeah. wife, um, it uh, 
provides a lot of depth to the story. You, it, it, it sort uh, the, of finds its emotional center. Uh, then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the the character becomes more humanized really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but no, I, I I would recommend this if you are like I said before, if 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 you're a history uh, World War Two guy, uh, definitely check it out. If 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 you're big into animation, check it out. Um. Actually, you know what I mean. Like most people, I think. Like eighty percent of the people uh, I talk to on an everyday basis would would enjoy this film I think on some that level. Like movies, I don't. I don't know that I would recommend them like seeking it out in theaters per se. Yeah. Right. But if it's if it's available on on streaming eventually, or uh, when it comes to Blu-ray, um, or if somebody has it and says like, "Hey, you got to see this film," I I also wouldn't try to talk them out of seeing it either. So, but um, also I gotta say before we end our review, John Krasinski. Really funny in this movie. Really oh yeah, the funniest. Yeah, funniest easily the funniest character. Uh, despite the fact that when he opens his mouth, he was the only voice actor that I immediately was like, "Jim, Jim from the Office. I know who that is. Yeah. It's going to be distracting." But then I found myself loving his character because he was legitimately yeah, funny. Yeah, very. I felt like that was. Funny. It felt like that was the thing of the difference between a TV actor and a movie actor because like there's just more. Way more of Jim talking than there is of like any every of Joseph right. Gordon Lovett's fi- like films combined. Right, that's a you good know, point. Like, that's a good you point. Know, you just don't hear his voice, and on top of it, maybe he's doing a different voice or a character. Whereas Jim is just Jim, and it's John Krasinski. Right, like he's playing himself basically, at least as far as voices go. And then, and then it's just like, oh, that's him. Like so, if you watch The Office, it, it might take you out. Of the movie for a it second. It did initially, but then yeah. I was fine with it because the character's written well and he does a good job with it, so. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we uh, why don't we put a rating on this bad boy? I'm Parker's going to give it wind out of rising. <laughs> I'm going to give it eight out of the ten million people that, um, <laughs> that what's his name? I can't remember his name. Caproni? No. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 million oh, people that killed. Jiro's planes killed That's something that we didn't touch on, but that is some a little bit of the like negative reviews this is getting is on the fact that this guy basically designed uh, a, a, a machine of death. Like, But it, it is very much addressed. No. And the yeah, yeah, final it is sequence, right. the final sequence... Blatantly addresses. Yes, it. I agree. And and you know, I don't think it's 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 obviously like fair for this criticism, but it is criticism that it's getting. I I, I remember. That, I when think I'm, these characters here or these characters. I think what these critics want is a scene of him breaking down and being like, "No," which would have been so cheesy. Would have been and so that's awful. Not this character. No, that's yeah. not this character. This character that would have ruined the movie if yeah. he like was like, "I regret everything." Or yeah, something. this character obviously regrets it. I mean, like. They're, they're, right, they're, he regrets what happened. Yeah, right. he regrets it in a way that, that normal, normal people would, like a normal human being would, which is just like <laughs> not like that's not what shaking. I wanted at all. Not all fist right. shaking to the sky. No, no you're crying. Like my like my w- one of the sadder moments in this is when he's designing the plane and it's too heavy, and he just kind of kind of goes like, "We could take the machine guns out of it." And everyone right. laughs, and you just see this look of defeat in his face, like, "Well, right. I tried." Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing you have to realize too is that. Even though he may not have wanted... And a lot of this is also... This is very much historical fiction. I was actually reading that a lot of this personal stuff that they throw in here is based in a book, which is very loosely based in this guy's life 
probably a lot of it didn't right. happen. Yeah. Um, but the idea of him being so upset over his planes would be counterintuitive because his planes were very successful. And it, it is very truthful that Japan, you know, 10 to 15 years before World War II was decades oh, yeah. behind the United States right. and Germany yep. and, so for uh, him, in, in, you know, aero, aero yeah. technology. So, so for, that, for him to be able to design a plane that would actually yeah. leap in front of everybody and, else. Right. For a number of years, the Zero was the best fighter. Right. Oh, yeah. So for, sure. for him to do that, was a great accomplishment, regardless of what it did. Right, was, it was an still amazing an amazing accomplishment. accomplishment. Just so right. it's, you, you know, can't engineering. you can't yeah. have him be like, oh man, I'm so horrible. Right. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah, it because make sense. It, because then, like, what happens is, like, if you look at it from a timeline, like much after the fact of of just aeronautical engineering, then it's like you have the zero and then it's like everybody else is then trying to copy it and figure out how they can make things better and they're like taking that design and pushing the limits of like right. what we can do then it gets better and better so like it's just another step along the advancement of planes right you know in the world like i mean without that step maybe we don't get to where we are today as quick as we did you know yeah, like exactly. without the step of or him. maybe the fighters that you know fought against japan don't Exactly, or fought you know fought in the European theater, and then who knows? Like yeah, a lot. You, a lot like can he, the point is, I mean, the point that the film makes is that the engineer designs. Right. The engineer designs. He's given the schemes that he's given. He's really following instructions. Is what he's doing, right. and he's right. using his skills to make something amazing right. with those that, instructions. Something that actually works and does um, what they want. But they, you know, him and John Krasinski's character a number of times basically just reference the fact that yeah, you know. Yeah. This, this is our what job. We, like yeah. this is what this we do, right. and right now in our country, this is the only way to do it and be yeah. successful. It's always a, it's always an interesting like it's always a tough like um, interesting issue to to address when you have like a, a country like that is basically like doing the best they can for their country, and that's like after the fact you go oh but like Japan was in the wrong in that instance. Maybe, but like, you know, because the way it shook out. But it's right. like it's it's you know history's written by the winner. So right, it's like, and then, so it's like you know really like we're just especially everybody as a, in especially every as a citizen. Like, yeah. fine, let's talk about some of the leaders that did war crimes, right. And right, like right. you know the people that instructed the rape of Nanking and stuff like that, right? Sure, this, this guy. Just I don't made think a anyone. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't think exactly. anyone. You know, looks at Nazi Germany and looks at like the guy that the team that developed like the Panzer, right. like the original like German tanks yep, and anything. Right. Goes like, ugh, those guys. True, <laughs> or like faces. the guy who designed the like Luger. Yeah, you know, it's just true like, faces of evil right there. The no. worst. No, they're yeah. they're they're just engineers they who are did following their jobs yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. This movie also is an interesting uh, uh, perspective of. A period piece from another culture yes. that you know at, at the time that when really, this was going there's on. There's no, there's no talk about America, which is like so well, foreign. Well, one to time, us. one time they talk about America. Well, well they mention, talk it, about, they mention there's America. no American think, perspective. Yeah. Right? No, I mean? no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 this, this is this is this story is told a hundred percent from a Japanese yep. perspective because yes. it's a Japanese film. Yep. Um, and so as an American audience. It is a little strange yeah. because they're talking about something that, you know, some people might find very 
kind of touchy yeah. well, <laughs> of, a, of a subject. And what's also interesting to me is that this brings about some cool cultural insight in that I, I do know that Japanese people are ashamed yes. of World War II. I know yeah. that, that shame is very much a part of their culture and it's ingrained into when they look on World War II. But if you look at how this film treats, I guess, kind of how a lot of them feel about it, it's not that they did awful things necessarily it's that they reached too far they wanted you know right that's not the way and it's true when you think about japanese culture at its heart like they're really not a kind of people that's like oh let's take over the world let's just go invade everyone that's really not when you look at traditional japanese culture that's not like what they're all about Mm -hmm. so i think when you get to the heart of why a lot of people look back at a lot of japanese people look back at world war ii with regret it's because this idea of like they, it was a time where they reached so far and a lot of them kind of knew this is going to bite back. Yeah. Like yeah. the Americans yeah. aren't like going to take this shit forever. They address that in the movie where yeah. they're talking about like, like what are we doing sort of right. like, you know what I mean? Like, cause, well, cause well, like when, 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 when he meets that German guy and he's like, you know, He's like, this is a great place to forget. This happens and we forget. Right. And then we do this and we forget. And it's like, it, it kind of really humanizes everyone of like, oh, yeah, not everybody wanted this to happen <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah, exactly. Like the the, pe- the normal people in in the, 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 in the, the country, the yeah. everyday, the people that are just going to work like us, like just normal people. They Especially educated people, too, that like I, I'm thinking a lot of the educated class in Japan was kind of like not all on board like the empire idea of like emperor says this let's go right. do it right. like maybe on a very like surface level like well that's the way it works right. but like i i think for a lot of them it wasn't this like you know mystical deity yeah yeah that like he was the voice of god like where you see like a propaganda film might portray right. it where it's all like oh yeah sure exactly. like maybe for the average joe but i think for like the people like um i keep forgetting his name like Horikoshi. Right. Like, I don't think that's yeah. how he lived his life. Well, you look at, like, you know, we always just, like, marvel at the fact that, like, you, you read about, like, mythology and, like, these crazy ideas of Greek gods, and it's, like, at the same time as you have the, like, some of the greatest minds in, like, philosophy, and you're like, right. they didn't believe in any of this stuff. <laughs> right. like, they at were, least like, not in a way that, like, right. impacted them on a daily, like, Like, the way, the way we teach mythology, though, it's, like, they wrote these stories so they could explain the world, and it's like as if they were just like lightning. Oh, there's probably a guy who throws lightning. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, and, like, they're like developing they... physics right. and philosophy, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Like it's just like so. You know, it's like that. This isn't like this isn't the smart people. Like this is just like the normal. Yeah. Like, this is folklore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna give it uh, eight out of ten. Um, was it Mac mackerel? Bones, the fish bones. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that was, the that was awesome. design. I that was thought great. that was cool. So, all right. Well, uh, oh, Parker, Parker, we... I'll give it Mia out of Zach. Oh, nice. Switching it up. Nice. All right. Well, that about wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, as always, want to uh, remind everyone to go check out our Facebook page, like us, uh, review uh, us. www.facebook.com. World Wide Web. Oh, yeah, find us on the World Wide Web. World Wide Web. Http FAC slash post slash group slash three oh two two eight nine oh oh eight two seven four. 
or send or or send a self self addressed dear unto the critic boy I sure liked that one show that you did about that movie. All right. I try to see the moving pictures every now and then. <laughs> I think you guys do great talkie talks about them. <laughs> Sincerely yours, Ichabod in Nebraska. Thanks, Ichabod. Thanks, Thanks Ichabod. All right. Uh, our next uh, episode we're doing, uh, it's, our, it's our Netflix uh, movie. We're doing uh, I Sell the Dead. No, I sell the dead. I sell the dead. I sell the dead. I sell the dead. And uh, we we have discussed this as a uh, podcast, and we are going to start doing on our Netflix uh, movies. We're going to start doing spoilers. Yeah. A few of you have asked for episodes with spoilers, and we feel that if we're recommending you to watch a Netflix film, just go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about it on the next episode. Yeah. It, it, we're we're past the time when we're going to choose Netflix films. That end up being terrible. Yep. Like we we've might, moved on. <laughs> we might see one that's bad. Uh, don't get us wrong, but it will be our going into it. We'll think it's going to be good. So you or, should also, or watch at least it. one of us Worth has watching. seen it right. before, right. or it's been recommended by yeah. Michael. So if yeah. you wa- if you start watching a Netflix movie and you're like, "This is terrible," you can stop watching it, and then you won't care that we ruin it. On the episode, exactly. but we probably also will agree that it's terrible. Yeah. So basically, so. do your homework. Right. Do your homework this, for the Netflix. Watch this movie t- before next week. That's right. Spoilers is pretty fun. So. <laughs> no, but I that, sell the dead. I sell, yeah. I sell I the dead. I sell the dead. Uh, as always, I want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remixed albums. You can get them at geekremix.com. Bobby Roberts. Parker dance with Zelda is hilarious. It's Zelda's just almost asleep. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm looking up West Side Story songs. Marie. How's that one go? I already did it because I did a trailer. I just saw a shit ton of trailers. Uh, oh boy! There's another famous song I'm missing. Good, good. This episode's not long enough. <laughs> oh, tonight! <laughs> yes. Here we go. This is a good closer. This is yeah. a good closer. Okay. All right, hit me. Tonight, tonight, we've wasted Chris's time. <laughs> he tried to do a podcast and he failed. Tonight, tonight, I'm wasting Chris's time. And he's gonna choke me in my sleep. <laughs> uh, very, very possibly. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.